So you did it, yay! You signed on to a host agency, you took your initial course and test, so now you're officially certified. But what now? And what if you got certified through a host agency, through a rep who doesn't really know much about selling travel or growing their travel agent business? Many times, network marketers or sales reps are the ones who actually sell the travel agent licenses for many host agencies out there. And even though they can be great people, sometimes they just don't really know about the travel business. So what do you do now? This is where the formal training often ends, leaving independent home-based travel agents feeling lost, alone, even hopeless when it comes to their dreams of growing a successful, thriving business. And that is why I made this podcast, to give you weekly, actionable tips to help you grow your travel business to full-time income. I hope you find this podcast to be super helpful, actionable, filled with practical tips that you can use this week. Let's go. Hey there, Brittany here, and I'm so glad that you're tuning into this episode of the Travel Agent School podcast because we're talking about something that I've had a long personal journey with myself. We're talking all about niches, not only for us, but in business in general. We're going to talk about what they are. I'm going to share eight reasons why you absolutely need to have one for your business as a travel agent, and then I'm going to share a foolproof, surefire way to help you come up with the perfect niche for your travel business. Let's get into it. Let's start with what a niche even is. If you remember from your biology class many years ago, then you'll know that you probably heard the word niche in high school or maybe even college. A niche is usually in the biology world, a place where a certain creature thrives. The Sonoran Desert, for example, is the niche for the saguaro cactus. It tends to do really well there. There's just the right amount of sunlight, warmth, rain, room, and everything else that plant needs. And a niche for business is not unlike that. When you have the perfect niche for you and your business, it's this perfect place where many things align. It's where your purpose, why you're doing your business, meets your passion, what you absolutely love to share with everyone, where it meets your proficiency, what do you have skill and experience and knowledge with, and profitability. What is going to actually help you make money? Now, I do think that even if you have a super seemingly small niche, you can actually make a lot of money with that because the right person out there is waiting for someone like you to step up to the plate and position themselves as leaders in the industry so they know who to follow and get help from. But usually, we want to make sure that our niche is actually going to be profitable. And so there are different ways that we can launch and test with that to make sure that we're picking the right one. And also I wanted to spell some misbeliefs about niches. If you're feeling like this might limit you, this is something I felt for the longest time. It actually doesn't limit you. You can still book all kinds of travel if you're gonna focus on cruises. If you go to a church and you wanna help them with their mission trip, even if you're becoming a cruise specialist and that's mainly what you sell, you can still help your church with that mission trip. You can still help your friends with their honeymoon. You can still book a girl's getaway or anything like that it's not going to limit you. What it's going to do for you though, is turn your little hobby side hustle into a legitimate business that actually brings you consistent clients and cash flow, which is what I want for you. Another myth about niches is that it feels so final. But here's the deal. While you are going to spend some time and energy and eventually down the road, maybe even some money to position yourself as a leader of your niche, you can change it. It can evolve with you. 
Right now, I'm doing a rebrand for my own travel agency and moving away from the budget backpack travelers to luxury travel. Part of the reason is honestly profitability, but it's also because it's the certain kind of client that I want to have and work with and the kind of travel that I'm finding I'm enjoying more myself. I can help budget backpackers with a blog. They're usually going to stay in hostels. They usually don't really need a lot of the services that I would otherwise provide. Now I will say, if you do want to help budget travelers, you can definitely make money there. We actually do work with hostels for my host agency. We actually have lots of services that would be beneficial to backpackers. It's just a different way of thinking and, and moving. Usually backpackers are very time rich and cash poor, but I'm finding as I progress in life and business, it's flipping around. I have more money, but I'm starting to value my time a whole lot more because I've realized that time is something you can never get back. It's a non-renewable resource. And so to me, I would rather have more luxurious, memorable experiences to reward myself for my hard work and to really make my time and trip worth it. So I'm rebranding to Lush and Lavish Travels, which you might've heard me mention in a previous episode. And so this is me changing my niche for that. It's okay. And since I have all of the experience from building this other business the first time, I'm not really even starting over. I'm just doing something different. And I want you to know that too. If you start a niche, and I really do want you to give it a year at least, and if a year later you're just not feeling it, it's not as exciting to you as it was, you have full permission to give yourself permission to change it. But we all need to start somewhere. And it makes sense to start with something we already know and love. Okay, I'm going to give you a quick little exercise visualization activity to see why having a niche is so, so important as a travel advisor. Picture this, you're planning the perfect vacation to Tulum, Mexico. You're thinking jungles, cenotes, island excursions, pyramids. You want to see it all. You want to have luxurious, comfortable accommodations, but you also want to have authentic food and you want to learn about the indigenous cultures there. You want not to be busy, but you want a fully rich experience. You're a savvy traveler. You're someone who could book their own travel if they wanted to, but you really value your time. This is actually my ideal client, by the way. <laughs> you are a person who you could do it yourself, but you don't want to, and you don't want to have to. You want the excitement of planning with someone who knows their stuff, and you are happy to spend your money to make your dream trip come to life. Okay, now that I've described this person to you, I've described this savvy traveler who has a higher budget, I wouldn't even say a super high budget, but this person has already scoured Google Images, YouTube, Pinterest, they know what they want, they know what they're looking for. They know that their trip is going to cost anywhere from $3,500, maybe even to $7,000 to do it for a week. And they're prepared to spend that. They're looking at a few different travel agents to pick who they're going to work with. And here are their four choices. Agent A is just a general travel agent, but their social media feed isn't very professional. It's kind of random. There are reposted memes. She's never really talked about Mexico or Tulum or being a travel agent except for her one announcement post. She posts some things that might even be kind of polarizing as far as religion and politics. It's kind of hard to tell if she is just someone who's doing this as a hobby, 
Maybe she's doing it to save on her own travel, but it doesn't really seem like she's serious. And on top of that, when she messages you and tells you that she can help you plan your trip, you're a bit put off because you two don't really talk regularly and you never really see her position herself as an expert on any of those things. You might even not know that she's a travel agent until she reaches out to you. So that's agent A. Now agent B has a nicer looking feed. She's filled it with her own travels. She really posts some beautiful photos and maybe even some thoughtful captions, one or two lines, but you don't really know if she's an expert. For all you know, she could just be a travel blogger or a travel influencer or someone who travels a lot on her vacations. But there's really no indication that she's taking her travel agent business seriously or maybe you don't even know if she's a travel agent. You just know she takes aesthetically pleasing pictures, she posts some clever or funny captions, but she really hasn't showcased any of her expertise or authority on the topic. Agent C is looking really good, but there are a few things wrong. Agent C is definitely well-traveled from her content, and she's consistent with her messaging. You definitely know she's a travel agent. But from her photos and videos and content, you can tell that she focuses on trips to Ireland, Scotland, England, and Wales. If you were going to one of those places, then you would definitely book with her because you know that she knows her stuff when she's talking about those places. But that's not what you're looking for. While you love photos of rolling green hills, sheep blocking the roadways, and Irish music, you're looking for a warm, relaxing, tropical vacation. And so while you might give that other travel agent a follow, you know they're not the person for you. But then you stumble onto Travel Agent D's Instagram. This looks super promising. She has photos not only of her travels in Mexico and videos of doing that, or maybe not even her own travels, but she's posted and reposted photos and videos of her clients having a great time in Mexico. But not just Mexico, because even Mexico is a really wide country. You see her clients are going to Playa del Carmen, Cancun, Isla de Mujeres, and specifically Tulum. And you're like, yes, this is exactly what I pictured in my mind. This is exactly what I've been looking for. She doesn't just talk about the hotels there either. She talks about the amazing people who live there, the little food stands and little trucks that you need to try while you're there. She has photos and videos from beautiful cenotes in the area. She talks about the history of the pyramids and how to get the most of your trip when you go to visit them. She has shown you in a very short scroll of time that she knows her stuff, that she can help you plan your trip, and that she's not just there to book, that she's there to advise you personally on how to have the best trip for you. So not only are you going to follow her because this girl obviously knows what she's talking about, but you might even message her and say, hey, you seem like the perfect person to plan my trip. Where do I start? I want that for you, friend. I want for people to reach out to you because they know so clearly and specifically who you are, what you're about, what you focus on, and how you help. And another trip is that if you are clear on those things, you are going to be better at articulating that to anyone who ends up being in your audience. So we first need that clarity for ourselves before we do anything with long form content like blogs, podcasts, or YouTube channels, or even short form content like Pinterest and social media. This is especially important when it comes to referrals. I noted before that if you went on Agent D's Instagram, you're not only seeing photos and videos of her traveling or maybe photos that she found on a photo sharing site, right? Because sometimes we focus on a place we haven't traveled to a lot or we don't have photos of, that's okay. 
But what really sold it for you was seeing that she had photos and videos of her clients. She has built that social proof to share that not only is she an expert, but you're not the first person to book with her. Other people have booked with her. They've loved it. She's provided a quality service. Referrals are huge in this business. So you really need to be thinking about anytime someone books with you, how can you leverage their trip to be part of your marketing? This is also extra incentive to make sure that every client has an amazing experience. We want that anyway, because customer service is honestly a large part of what we do, but we are doubly incentivized because we can use that for the future. Whenever I hear someone wants to book a cruise or go to Hawaii, I refer them to one of my travel agents, Judy. She immediately comes into my mind for those things because she has built her content and expertise around that. She has shown through her content that she knows the islands and she knows cruising. And so I feel confident and happy to refer people to her. Even if I were to make nothing off the booking, I would refer it to her. When I think of historical and archeological travel, I think of Vanessa. If someone was wanting to go to Tulum, but they were less interested in the aesthetics and more interested in the history and culture, then Vanessa would be my first pick. You want to be known and searched out for and referred to for your main thing. Now again, this might take a while to figure out. You might have to book a few different types of trips in different destinations for different kinds of clients to figure out specifically what you wanna focus on and who you wanna work with. Once you have a clearer idea and once you're able to present that in your social media and your content, it's gonna be so much better. So that covers one big reason to niche, which is referrals. But I have seven more to think about if you're still not convinced that you definitely need to have a travel agent niche. Niching saves you time. If you've done any searching around in your back office as an agent, then you'll know there are a million and one things that you can get training on. But the thing is, nobody has that kind of time, especially if you're doing this around a full-time job and or a family and or just any other commitments you have. Also, just who wants to be working all the time? We're trying to get you under four to five hours a week max. I want for you to have full-time income only working part-time hours if you want it. If you want to go harder than that, of course, that's totally up to you. But I want for this to be a fun, easy, breezy experience. And that's why we're using simple, scalable marketing strategies so you can eventually automate and scale everything. Choosing a niche builds your credibility. So like I said in my little story example, you would choose Agent D because they have shown that not only are they a legitimate travel agent who has social proof, but they've built their expertise even in their free content, just by watching their reels, their posts, their stories, even just the text that they type, you know that they know what they're talking about. It's easier to find partners if you know your niche. If you know you're gonna focus on Tulum in Mexico, which hotels and partners and chains have business there. That way, when you're talking to future clients, you'll already have a list of winning properties and ideas. That's gonna make you sound more confident because you can respond so much more quickly to their inquiries. And it's gonna share that like, even before they book with you, you have built partnerships there. And that just lends to your credibility. I will also say that credibility is built over time with longevity too. So obviously, the more trips you book, the longer you have been in the business, the more active you are on a consistent basis, they're gonna see that you're serious. So consistency cannot be understated here. Having a niche makes it easier for you to brand too. If you know that you're gonna be working with budget backpackers, your brand is going to be looking much differently than if you just focus on luxury cruises. 
and branding is so important. I am chomping at the bit to get to branding, but I'm really trying to hold back because I know there are so many other little steps first, but know that this is a big one and that choosing your niche is a huge part of that. From the tech side of getting discovered, SEO, which stands for search engine optimization, is a really big deal for niching. If you have blog posts about Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, but then you also have blog posts about the Cayman Islands, and if you have a blog post about Madagascar, and you have a blog post saying 10 things to do in London, it's gonna be really hard for Google to figure out exactly what you're writing about or speaking about, if it's a podcast, and who you're writing it for. And so we're gonna get into this more with the content marketing down the road. You can set yourself up for success now by choosing a niche and making sure that everything you share, even if it's just a Facebook post on your personal profile, is consistent in support with what your niche is. Doing this will also set you apart, which is another big thing. The online space is noisy. There are so many competitors. And I don't wanna put you off by this because I do think in a way that competition is a mindset, but there are going to be other people who have your niche. Even if they don't right now, someone is gonna come along and say that they have a way to do it better. But you know what, that's okay. Because you would be completely overwhelmed if tomorrow you had a million clients. That's just not how it works. Our business grows with us. So as we learn how to handle more, as we can show ourselves and our potential customers that we can be consistent with even our content, they're gonna be able to trust us more with their money. Finally, last but not least, clarity. Oh my gosh, there are people who have six-figure businesses who feel like they don't have clarity. So if you can have that, even before you know what your niche is, you are going to sleep so much better at night. You are going to spend your time more wisely. You're going to know when to say yes and when to say no in your business. And you're just going to feel good about yourself because when someone asks you, what do you do? You're not going to freeze and go, uh, 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 <laughs> I sell travel. Right. We want to be super specific. So how do we start to find our niche? There are a few different steps. I'm going to go more into the value proposition statement that we're gonna have in the next episode. But here are the steps to find the basics right now. Basically, it comes down to three things for travel, which you'll expand upon later. Your destination, the type of travel, and the occasion. So the destination is just where you wanna go. This could be a city, a state, a whole country, or a certain region of a country. But I will say, the more specific and narrow you can get, the better. France is good, that's pretty specific, but what if you focus on the Bordeaux region of France? Then people would definitely know right away whether or not you're for them. I also wanna speak on that for a second too, because in the example I used earlier, the person who sold travel to Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales had a really appealing feed and a consistent message, but they repelled you as a client because you were looking for a tropical vacation in Mexico. That's gonna happen. When you get super clear and intentional with your niche and your messaging and who you're helping, some people are gonna be drawn toward you and some people are going to be repelled away from you. That's okay, and in fact, it's exactly what we want. We are not for everyone and we shouldn't try to make ourselves for everyone. There's a big temptation once we get online that we have to look or act or talk or speak or be a certain way, but really, we just have to be ourselves and we want to amplify or turn up those things that we really care about online to really showcase who we are and what we can do for people. So yeah, back to destination. The more specific you can be, the better. So maybe you wanna focus on Hawaii or more specifically on active Kauai vacations. Maybe you're gonna focus on Ireland or more specifically Dublin city breaks 
or the Ring of Carry Drive. Maybe you want to focus on New York City. Maybe your destination is a little broader. And this can work too, although it's probably going to take a little bit more time to build up your credibility if it's broader. But you could specialize in Scandinavian countries or Nordic countries like Norway, Denmark, Sweden, and Finland. Maybe you want to focus on the West Coast, like Washington, Oregon, and California. Hopefully, you're starting to see how this can get a little more clear. Destinations don't have to be solely geographical either. It can also be a certain place or attraction. I mean, you could build an entire business on just Disney. And even Disney is pretty big because they're massive. After you have an idea or at least a pretty solid foundation for your destination, it's time to think about the type of travel. What are your people doing when they travel? Are they traveling to shop? Are they mostly on cruises? Are they focusing on train travel? I particularly love train travel. And in fact, one of the reasons I was looking at the luxury rebranding for myself is because there are some luxury train rides that I want to experience and share with my audience. Other types of travel include road trips, adventures, Maybe you serve people who love to do multi-day hiking trips and backpacking trips. Maybe you're doing budget European backpacking trips or all-inclusive vacations, group travel, honeymoons. You can start to see how there's just so many options. And then you want to think about the occasion. Is there a certain occasion that's being celebrated when your dream client comes to you? I said honeymoons last. And that can be a kind of occasion. Honeymoons, elopements, and destination weddings are huge money. But I don't want you to think that you have to choose one of those to make money. You could make money with budget travel too if you wanted to. If that's the kind of travel that you have experience with, that you're most passionate about, that you could help with most, then you can definitely do well. But you want to think about strategically how can you show those budget people that booking with you or whatever they would pay you is going to actually save them money over the long term because that's what they're most concerned about. So you'll just have to know your ideal client really well. But you can start with that. Pick your destination, pick your type of travel, and pick the occasion or main occasions. And if you can start with that, then my friend, you are going to be miles ahead of where someone else is when they are first starting out. In the next episode, we're gonna dive a little bit deeper to make sure that we know the person that we're serving. And this is honestly an ongoing process, but we're going to start to think about who our dream client is and how that fits in with our niche. I hope that you'll tune in for the next episode. And remember, if you haven't already, come join us in the Travel Agent School Facebook group where you can connect about these topics and mastermind with other travel agents. If you haven't already, be sure to grab my freebie for this episode, which is my travel agent rich niche list. I know some people say niche and some people say niche. Sometimes I even use them interchangeably, but they mean the same thing. Figuring out specifically what's going to be your main thing when it comes to selling travel. So to grab this freebie, simply go to the show notes of this episode for the podcast or head on over to the Travel Agent School podcast Facebook group and you'll find everything in there, including past episodes and freebies for every past episode. If you haven't already, consider subscribing to this podcast. It'll make it so that the new episodes automatically download, which saves you precious time. And it shows your podcast provider that you're loving this podcast and that they should show it to more people, which I would so appreciate because I'm on a mission to help tens of thousands of travel agents quit their jobs by making their business go full-time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Travel Agent School podcast. 
Again, my name is Brittany Roberts. I'm a travel agent coach and mentor, and you can connect with me on Instagram over at Hello Travel Pro. You can also come join our travel agent school group on Facebook if you're looking to connect and network with other travel professionals that are ready to take their travel agent business to the next level. We'd love to see you there. Otherwise, we'll see you next week for the next episode of the Travel Agent School Podcast.